Thanks for joining us for another episode in SIFMA's DEI podcast series. I'm Amina Ross, Managing Director of Advocacy at SIFMA. I'm here today to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion in the financial services industry, the opportunities and challenges we're facing today, and the ways in which Samuel A. Ramirez Jr.'s firm is approaching DENI. Sam is the president and CEO of Ramirez Asset Management and senior managing director of Samuel A. Ramirez and Company Incorporated. Welcome, Sam. Thank you, Amina. It's a pleasure to be here today. So to begin, what does diversity, equity, and inclusion mean to Ramirez? Can you discuss the importance of your history as one of the country's oldest and largest Hispanic-owned financial institutions? Sure, Amina. Thank you. Um, well, diversity, equity, and inclusion is a key component, I feel, to our success over the past 50 years. And I think it's going to be very key to the continued success of the firm uh, over the next 50. And to really speak to that, I, I think I have to give you kind of the background of the individual that started our firm. And uh, you know, my father started our firm in 1971. Uh, he was truly a trailblazer. I, I think he blazed trails for, you know, many of the diverse financial professionals in this business. Individual who grew up in Bed-Stuy, went to boys high school, uh, went on to uh, St. Francis College, uh, started interning at the New York Stock Exchange in 1959 at the age of 19 and uh, took an internship at Kidder Peabody in 1964. He was the only non-Ivy League guy at the table and, uh, you know, really, you know, had a passion for the business, you know, from day one was breaking down barriers and, and really started at a time where there really wasn't any diversity. And he was an individual that of Puerto Rican descent, first generation, grew up during a time where, uh, you know, he was an athlete, went to school and had friends of all different backgrounds, you know, came to Wall Street and, uh, you know, had a passion and just worked his way in through his charm and his focus. And it really is an intelligent individual who, uh, you know, along with that passion uh, and some really good mentors early on. And these mentors were the individuals he met at uh, Kidder Peabody who helped my father uh, find his niche in the markets, uh, areas that he wanted to focus on, and then actually supported him. And when he started his own firm at the age of 31, uh, he actually brought some of these individuals on to help him build his firm. You know, so my father really pursued his American dream and I, I think paved the way for others in this business. You know, the, the funny thing about diversity, equity, inclusion in our firm is that my father, as he, as he grew his firm and developed his firm, uh, always had a culture of looking back, and giving back and bringing others up. So that's been a deep part of what we've done at the firm, it, you know, with our culture. He has always been involved in charities, and, and I have as well. Uh, growing up, our firm has always been, um, you know, he was the past president of the Catholic Big Brothers, uh, which helped inner city kids. For many years, he developed and was the past president of the Municipal Forum, uh, you know, back in 1999 and 2000. 
ex-president of the New York uh, Bond Club, but he developed a futures and options program for them, which is an internship for uh, high school students, uh, as well as programs for college students. So this is something that through my father's uh, involvement and, and the culture we've developed at the firm, uh, you know, has been a part of our firm's uh, DNA since day one. And, and, and we're really trying to take that to another level. But, um, you know, it's very important to what we've done since day one and, and is even more important, I think, in the years to come. Yeah. So um, you talked about the fact that the 50th anniversary of the creation of your firm is fast approaching. What were some of the early challenges the firm and other minority owned institutions faced when you were first founded versus the issues you have today? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, you know, the first challenge my father had was the name of the firm. So he came out and said, I'm going to be opening Ramirez and Company. And many of his peers and friends on the street said, you know, I, you know, I don't know how that's going to go, Sam. That's, that's a very ethnic name. Are you sure you want to do that? Why don't you come up with another name? He said, you know, I'm proud of my name and uh, I'm going to call it Ramirez and Company. So, you know, he was proud of that name embarked on a journey um, and really just put his head down and focused on doing business the right way. Uh, you know, our, our uh, mission statement is at the front door of our firm here. We've been in the same building since 1974. Wow. I've been coming here since I was five years old. I pretty much grew up in this business. Our mission statement is our, our client success is essential to ours. And, and, and our first core value under our mission statement is integrity. And he's, you know, he always taught me to lead with integrity and that, yeah, only have one name. And, um, you know, along with that initial coming into the market as one of the first Hispanic firms, you know, it's really breaking into the business mm -hmm. and doing business and then, and then maintaining a business, having the risk controls to, uh, to be in business for a long period of time. So, uh, really, you know, 50 years is a fantastic milestone. I think we're one of 10, as we look back, firms that are still around with the same ownership from the 1970s. Because what happened was a lot of consolidation. Some firms went out of business. A lot were gobbled up. You know, you look at the 50 years and, uh, you know, challenges that we faced through this time uh, were I'll bring up the 90s. Glass-Steagall was repealed and, uh, you know, big firms got even bigger. So it gave, it gave banks and investment banks the ability to come together. So that was a challenging period in that, you know, firms became even bigger. It was a little bit harder to compete for those boutique firms and regional firms. Um, you know, and then you had the financial crisis, which is very interesting because, you know, that myth of bigger is better was challenged, which which I thought was was great because there are a lot of great firms out there doing great business. And, um, you know, and that myth was challenged. We were able to grow during that period. There were a lot of people leaving large banks and, and you know, a, a shuffling of the deck chairs. Our firm was in business for, you know, about 40 years at that point. Very good reputation, solid business. And we were able to attract a lot of great professionals and, and, and grow the firm. And, um, you know, I, I think today we're still looking to break down barriers. 
I think the bigger is better kind of myth is still out there. You know, you, you know, people want to deal with the biggest banks. However, when they take the time to get to know firms, I, I think our track record um, is really hard to dispute. So, you know, these days, I, I think there's a very, very exciting opportunity to compete at the highest level. Um, I think with the focus on diversity across the board, it's great because if you do a little bit of work to find different type of partners out there, and then you meet firms like ourselves who have been around 50 years and there are other great diverse firms we work with. Um, you know, there's a lot to be said for the track record and firms we built. So I think we're in a, a nice position, uh, you know, these days, but still we're breaking down barriers. Mm-hmm. You know, just like we were doing in the 70s, it's just a little bit different now. Right. So as you look at the initiatives that you are implementing in the DEI space, which do you view as the most impactful and why? Yeah, so I I think our continued support of the internship and mentorship programs that we've been supporting for decades um, is key. Our continued support of the Urban Leadership Fellows Program, the New York State HFA um, internship programs, um, our continued work with recruiting and educating young professionals. Um, you know, our, our, our sponsorships are uh, being taken to another level as well. We're working with colleges and trying to you know, target schools that, that meet the mission of our firm and supporting diverse candidates. Um, and, and then another program that I think is, is fantastic to try to get our efforts to another level is our Ramirez uh, Investment Institute, which I think is a, you know, a great way to get our senior professionals uh, engaged to educate the next generation of professionals. So that's, these are things we're doing. These are continued efforts. Uh, we have offices all around the country, so we are working in the communities where our offices and employees are giving back and, um, you know, trying to continue to step up those efforts as we grow. And, uh, you know, we've been around for 50 years. I think the next 50 are going to be very exciting, you know, with with the focus and effort, uh, you know, to bring people in. I mean, we we like to work with, you know, kind of those second tier colleges, people that, you know, might not be at the Ivy Leagues that have talent and, and want to work hard, um, you know, just like my father did. And, 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 and uh, you know, I do every day. So. Um, right. Well, yeah. it sounds like it. Definitely. Um, Ramirez has served to launch many young, diverse professionals into careers at larger firms, and many return to Ramirez later in their careers. How do you think your company's culture contributes to this, and what sets Ramirez apart? Yes, so uh, my father trained many people in the early days. And in those early days, getting opportunities at Wall Street firms, um, it was really an opportunity to get in and learn, build a business. And I, I, think, I think many saw the large banks as a, as a way to kind of monetize and, and kind of get to another level. 
that was in the early days. Uh, we had several people that were trained at our firm that went on to the UBS's, Morgan Stanley's, Merrill Lynch's. And, um, you know, and then you have young professionals these days as well. You know, some people want to work at large banks and have that experience. And, um, you know, even with the, uh, the young uh, professionals that we train, you know, some stay for the long term. We tend to try to train and, and move people up and, and, and move them up to, uh, you know, uh, you know to, to more senior roles over time. And then there are those that, that go to larger banks and, you know, they, they want to try that. They want to see, you know, where that takes them in their career. And, and many have come back. Many have in the later stages of their careers even said, oh, you know, I, I really appreciate, you know, the culture, the business, the training. And, and many say, I, I'd love to come back as a more senior professional and, and kind of end my career at a firm like yours. So, you know, what's interesting in this business, this is a, a fantastic business, um, but it is controlled by very large banks. You know, our, our commitment to the business over the years is very interesting to look at. Um, you know, we are in certain areas of the market and we are, um, you know, we are focused on those areas and, and, and tend to, uh, you know, have longevity in these businesses. So, you know, some of our competition are in, they're out, they're upsizing, downsizing. You know, we've developed a culture here. Um, it's almost like a, it is a family run business. You know, I'm the second generation and, you know, we, we, we have the third, you know, coming not too uh, far behind my, uh, okay. you know, in the near future, but um, you know, the average tenure of our employees is about 14 years, which when I talk to other leaders of, of companies is pretty impressive. So, you know, I think that that culture, but the fact that we are competing at a very high level and individuals have great growth opportunities at companies like ours, um, you know, is a compelling uh, story, you know, that puts us in a position to, to train and, and keep professionals. But it's great when people, you know, come back to us, you know, if they fit back into what we're doing as a, as a firm and, and can fit into the team, you know, they are considered. Um, but it's been an interesting journey over the last 50 years to see, you know, the evolution in the business, and, uh, you know, all the training we've done over the years and continued training and, uh, you know, those that stay, those that go, maybe, you know, those that come back, it's, uh, it's been interesting. Yeah, so I would love to hear a little bit more about the training you're doing with the next generation of financial professionals through the Ramirez Investment Institute. Can you speak more about this work and your plans for the future? Sure. I, I think during um, this period with COVID-19, we've all uh, gotten a little, more, a little bit more used to, um, you know, video communication and, and Zoom calls and everything else. So, um, you know, we, we usually like to train and engage on a personal uh, level, and we're going to obviously continue to do that. But um, in, in, in going through the process of interacting with with people through uh, video content, um, it's been uh, it's been I, I think a learning experience for our senior executives, and and we feel a way to 
to potentially um, train on a little bit wider, uh, you know, larger scale. So, you know, what I've done, and it's really coming from the top, is that uh, our senior executives are committing to creating video content. Senior bankers, our, our PhD economists in our financial strategies group, as well as senior uh, analysts, and, uh, you know, putting together uh, training modules that, that, you know, give you the ABCs of banking, the ABCs of credit analysis, what we do for our capital markets clients. And, um, you know, it's a great way to uh, support some of the colleges. It's kind of like a guest speaker opportunity uh, for business classes uh, where they can engage. And I do the intro and give career advice and kind of give the history of the firm and certain things that I, I think are important to young professionals considering a career in the financial services. And it is an amazing industry. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're a numbers cruncher, more analytical or a people person, you like to give presentations, there's all different types, uh, types of roles in the financial services business for individuals. It's a, it's a great industry. Um, you know, so this is a way to uh, try to educate um, I, I think we have interesting content. Uh, we do a live Q&A. And uh, we're going to be using this for training uh, for some of the interns we bring in, as well as uh, working with uh, colleges around the United States to, uh, to bring some interesting content. And I, I think we're going to be working with SIFMA a little bit as well, because you all have some very interesting uh, video content, mm -hmm. as well as the certification, I think. For yeah, through Zithma and Vest. Um, and I, I think it's really important that you highlight that the financial services industry uh, has broad opportunities that don't only reside in investment banking, because I think that's been a part of kind of a lot of diverse individuals who may be interested in going into financial services, but unfortunately they think, well, I'm a marketing major. So why would I, you know, work for a financial services firm or I'm an IT person. So why would I work for a firm? So I think it's so important that you highlight that. Um, looking towards the future, what in your view are the biggest opportunities to advance diversity, equity, and inclusion? across the industry? Well, I, I think it's just a really exciting time in, in the history of our, of our country. Um, you know, having two daughters and a son coming up and um, the fact that there's a real focus on, um, on uh, across all industries um, to create a more diverse uh, and inclusive uh, you know, business environment, I just think it's a really exciting time. Um, you know, you look at our firm and the culture we've developed and, you know, what we've done and, and you know, what we try to do on a daily basis. And there are great companies like ours out there that, uh, you know, where you can, uh, you can come, you can learn and be part of great institutions that value diversity but even for those that are diverse that want to run the biggest banks, um, you know, it's a great time for diverse individuals and women. Um, you know, there's there's a real opportunity across the board. And the exciting thing about the environment is that there's a lot of growth potential uh, because 
you know, the clients that I am pursuing um, now that I can talk to other diverse individuals, you know, or, or just, you know, just a more diverse group of individuals across the board with our Fortune 500 clients and our state and local clients were way ahead of the curve because, you know, I think the municipal, uh, you know, bond uh, area sector and, and public finance in general, they have more diverse individuals and have uh, been more diverse for, for, uh, for many years. Um, you know, but you look at, at, at uh, colleges and uh, endowment and foundations, they're all focused on, on, on these areas. And it's just a good thing for our country and uh, a good opportunity for us all to come together. Great ideas are developed. We firmly believe that diversity brings long-term value. Um, you know, so I, I think it's an exciting time. And, um, you know, our firm is, is, is going through a, a nice period here. You know, running a firm for 50 years is not easy. I think <laughs> the next 50, you know, we have great opportunities. Our firm is sitting here with a, you know, a very strong credit profile, an A-plus credit rating, mm-hmm. you know, a very strong track record, great experience. Um, you know, I, and, uh, you know, you look at us, you look under the hood and there's some really great things that people see when they take the time to do that due diligence. So, you know, this week we, we senior managed a, uh, a new issue for Deere, um, John Deere and, uh, you know, more recently all state as well. We're getting opportunities to compete at a higher level, which is very exciting. And, uh, you know, so I think the future's bright and, uh, you know, excited about our role uh, going forward. I, I hope to be over the next 50 years, uh, you know, a, a household name that can compete, you know, and, and, you know, with, you know, continue to compete with the largest banks in the world, but continue to grow and, you know, be a, be a, a respected, continue to be a respected member, but, you know, maybe more of a household name. Yeah. Well, great. Thanks again, Sam, for joining me today. It was really a pleasure chatting with you. To learn more about SIFMA and our work to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion, please visit us at SIFMA.org, Explore Issues, Diversity and Inclusion. And to learn more about Samuel A. Ramirez and company's impressive work in this space, please visit www.ramirezco.com. Thanks again, Sam. Thank you, Amina. Take care.